Hi friends, welcome. Today I want to share a conversation with you that happened on a day, on an eve, in a moment, in time. Space and time came together, and two people connected on a romantic level <laughs> to, to uh, coalesce and extrude notions of creativity and knowledge. Uh, Christina, why don't you support me? Oh yeah, me and my wife share a podcast too, which we haven't made an episode for in a while. It's a problem. You should probably start this over. Well, let's um go ahead and move on with the only active podcast in this relationship. Oh, got it. <sighs> start over. Um, so there there's a talented New York City photographer who is a rather new friend in my life. He is a creator. He is a, an innovator. He is an entrepreneur. <laughs> he, he's an, an inventor of, of lamps of all sorts. I can't substantiate most of that. His name is Michael, and he is also known as Kidox on Instagram. You can check him out. I will link to him in the show notes. That's the first time I've ever said show notes on an intro to the, really on this podcast at all. I Are think. you really gonna, is this I'm going. Uh, we had a conversation about his work. There will be excerpts from said conversation going out on my YouTube channel. You can uh, They will be going out over time. You can check them out. And here's the full conversation. Enjoy. Uh, Michael, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. It's- you bet, man. Thanks for uh, coming and talking about some of your photos. I... I want to talk with you about the process behind your photos and how they came to be, um, mm-hmm. how, how, uh, what the situation was like, what the, uh, if we could lean into like, if you had like some struggles in the middle of it, like you were really trying to figure out how to get this shot or maybe this shot happened spontaneously and you're in the right place at the right time, any wisdom that you can throw away, I think would be, would be very interesting and helpful. And I love to listen to how other creators approach their work, uh, as well. So, um, first off, what I'm curious, how did you end up in New York City in the first place? Well, I was born here. Uh, okay, so, that's a way. Yeah, that's a, I was born into New York City. So, Do you ever yeah. want to move away from New York City? All the time. <laughs> no, you do? I, I kind of do. Like, Interesting. I went, so, in the beginning of October, I think first week and third week of October, uh-huh. Me and some friends, we went uh, upstate and like nor- the northern states, and we chased like the fall foliage. Okay. Which is like such a different thing from New York City because yeah. this is all concrete compared to like nature and leaves and mm-hmm. trees and mountains and beautiful sunrises, you know? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that was like one of the best experiences this year. Mm-hmm. And it was so refreshing. But I, I, and like I know I don't really like my feed doesn't consist of like a lot of like nature stuff mm-hmm. but after this trip I have all these photos that I really want to like put out but I'm still wondering like should I even like break the feed or the consistency of me yeah. so I'm like that's ah. a dilemma we all face yeah part of me is like 
go for it, like just post the cool stuff, like right. post the things that I, that I like, because these are these photos like are so. Amazing. You said there were videos in there as well, or just photos? Just photos. Oh, just, just photos. photos. Okay, I'm sorry, I thought I heard videos. Yeah. So, well, okay, yeah. But so I guess just figure out a way to to neatly sometimes... weave them into your feed. I was gonna say if you had video content, what what I've seen people do that works really well. It, I mean, at least aesthetically from my perspective, I like it when I see it is when you have a photo and then the next thing in the gallery is like a video from that same oh, place. Yeah. I think that's such a fantastic like, way to do it. I, I, I know what you're talking about. I, I've seen like people would like have all like this whole like slide of like a certain set of like the same type of photos. And then like at the end, there'd be like a sometimes it's a drone video. Mm, and it's right. Like, yes. It's such a good it's like a very good thing to have. There. I don't know. It's just like it's like the cherry on top. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, it's well it provides context. It provides more context oh, to the thing yeah, yeah, yeah. that you're like you see this snapshot and this one special moment from uh from the the thing that you saw and your mind decided it was interesting. But then if you have like a drone video, uh then you can build all the context around that thing and make that initial thing even more interesting. I think yeah. that's fascinating. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, hey, so I want to talk about um, some of your photos. And the first one I want to talk about is one of this this fellow walking down the street in New York City. He has a large, uh, some large neon-esque signs behind him. He has uh, an umbrella in his hand. He's wearing an AirPod. Very dramatic, moody light. Um, lighting is something that I want to talk with you a lot about okay. today because you seem to go out when lighting is really interesting and mm -hmm. it makes your photos come alive in a, in a lovely way. But uh, what was what were the circumstances behind this video with this man with the umbrella and the AirPod? Okay, so it was pouring out. Okay. It was raining like Was it cold? Crazy. It kind of was cold. Okay. It was a little chilly, yeah. New York is and good at that. I don't really have, I didn't really have like a, good jacket to mm. like protect me from what the rain. month was it this was may may okay gotcha yeah so it probably wasn't that cold no but it was like you know when it's like cloudy and rainy it's windy as well mm. Just, i've learned that new york winters and when you're wet you know yeah right right i've learned that new york winters new york city winters are dramatically worse than utah winters because in utah it's dry so the cold doesn't cut into your clothes as much mm -hmm. and it doesn't it doesn't make you as depressed uh when i came to new york city the first time when mm -hmm. um we were uh i went to a bunch of events and i think you were at these events too and apparently yes. we may have bumped into each other i don't know yeah. <laughs> anyway uh it, it was that was that trip was the coldest i have ever been in my life huh. it was so cold uh, so I don't want to go any further up north on that side of the country, but yeah. And you, if you ever want to, if you ever want to still have winter, but have a winter that's not so oppressive, Utah's a great winter uh, and it snows and it's beautiful and it's, there's mountains, but anyway, carry yeah. on with your photo. Uh, yeah. So, and I know like the, the camera can get wet, right? Mm -hmm. But my camera was getting really, really wet and <laughs> I was just walking around. I knew, I knew it was going to start raining that day. So I was like, let me go take the camera out and mm -hmm. let me go shoot New York City while it's raining. Yeah. Like, cause I know, cause I feel like that's when more people are like, don't really care about that they're getting their photo taken. They're just worried about not getting wet and yeah. like not getting in the way of everybody else's umbrella. Yeah. Well, so and I'll I've learned that in New York City, it's, it's unique because everybody, since everybody walks everywhere, there's a lot more umbrellas. 
and umbrellas mm-hmm. are fantastic for street photography. Yes, and so I, like this was definitely one of the spots I wanted to go to, while when I was shooting it that day, mm-hmm. and I went. I mean, I was just in this corner, and I was just standing there waiting for people to walk by, like the right subject to walk by. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you like look at my feed, there's some other photos of the same exact spot. Mm-hmm. And I guess like this was one of them. He was like just walking and then I don't know, I don't know how like his face is lit up like so like half like half of his face is yeah. like lit up so nicely and it's like so mysterious. Mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know what caused that lighting. Yeah. Like I was yeah. I was just more paying attention to like getting the shot and then like when I got home imported everything and then like I saw this image I was like whoa how 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 did this like <laughs> oh, I love it when that happens <laughs> whoa what what how, think, why it's, especially good? when you think you didn't you didn't get anything at all and then you go back and you you realize you got a banger yeah no I I definitely was here for like a couple maybe like a good half hour just mm. shooting people who would come by uh sometimes it'd be like in groups of three groups of four sometimes it'd be like ten people at once just walking by the sh- by the frame and then like it was just like this guy just by himself, and then boom, I just snapped the photo. What drew you to taking photos of people? Mainly, uh, you get more of an emotion out of the photo. Like, for people who, like, I know, like, some landscapes, like, some, like, cityscape stuff, like, it. there's not really, like, an emotional side to it. It's mm-hmm. more of, like, a, like all oh, the, the, the architecture is good. And, like, I know, like, that's really, like, some architecture can be really pretty and can like I don't know inspire like inflict emotion but mm-hmm. I feel like if you have subjects in your photos ma- mainly humans you can like really like hit hit like the heart I don't know mm, yeah it's like, we like, resonate in, with in, humans like we don't resonate with anything yeah. else yeah we can like inflict like emotion like uh, a certain feeling a tone like human expression is like one of like the most I don't know. I don't know. I don't know like how to put into words, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no, it's very powerful. And w- in this photo, the guy has a a very neutral look on his face, mm-hmm. and you captured him in an authentic moment. And that's what I love about great street photos that involve people: is you have people unsuspecting. Uh, they're not being inflicted by the camera. They're not changing for the camera. They're just kind of there, and especially in New York City, there's so many people walking around that it's really hard to be noticed in comparison to other places I've tried to take photos. Yeah. And uh, you can, like, like I grabbed a couple of really fantastic photos on subway cars the last time mm-hmm. um, when, when I just, you know, oh, just went there. Yeah, it, the one with the girl holding the book or the yeah, magazine. Yeah, that, Yo, that's that one was, of them. That was awesome. Thank you. I love that one. Thank you. No, that one was... Yeah, yeah. That one was beautifully serendipitous, and she never noticed me. And that's wow. one thing. That's one thing I love about New York City is yeah. like you can be you can be you know twenty feet away from somebody, and they may never look and see you. Um, but I've also developed an ability to not be noticed over time <laughs> because I yeah. I as much as like I will sometimes get photos that are pretty close to people and where I would be pretty noticeable, but I don't like to be noticed. It's, mm-hmm. it's yeah, not a particularly comfortable experience for me. I used to think that I had to be noticed or that I had to push myself until, 
um, until I was in a position where I could overcome that fear of being noticed that I had to like jump out of bushes with flashes on my camera <laughs> yeah. and to take photos in front of people or else I wasn't like a real street photographer. But then I learned it's okay to kind of hide in the shadows. Like, and yeah, you, you could definitely get shots, good, good photos, like hiding far away or just right. staying more further, like not being in, like in front of them, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. in their face, like there's definitely ways you could capture the moment mm -hmm. at a distance. And there's, there is value to not interrupting the flow of reality as yeah. well. Uh, so good job. Okay. We're going to move on to the next photo. Uh, we have one of a subway train either coming towards us or going away from us. Very shadowy, moody orange mm -hmm. scene. We have the, what is that? The T train J seven. Seven. seven train seven yeah. train we have a, a, a warm cityscape in the background some shadowy buildings in the foreground uh all, the entire foreground is rather shadowy and it's split in half beautifully between this warm background and shadowy foreground lots of lots of different geometrical elements it makes the scene quite interesting but this photo like uh many of your photos tend to be more about a mood than a thing mm -hmm. and uh that's something that's interesting to me about what you do is that an intentional effort or are you saying to yourself i'm going to take a photo of this train or is it more like i like the way everything feels and i want to capture this energy for people yes he nods his head in enthusiastic agreeance it is not about the train here okay like honestly for me it's it's not about the train for me it's more even more about like the cityscape in the back with like the sunset and all that stuff like i feel like just like like how like that like just like I feel like I know it's all the way in the back, but like I feel like that's like the subject because hmm. everybody knows the skyline of New York and like and that that long skinny tall building. Yeah, the the pencil building. Uh, yeah, like so like I feel like that was mainly my like intention is to shoot like the the overall like vibe of the like the scene. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it, yeah, no. Oh, oh well, I was just gonna say, do you feel like you connect? with new york on a deeper level in a way that helps you um experience that first and then convey that to people well growing up here like it's i'm like so used to new york mm. and like i know a lot of people really love this place and like are yeah. have like some like dream of coming here or like there's some like strong emotional tie mm. with new york city and like i i kind of like I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say it, but like I feel like kind of desensitized from that. Mm. But like most of these times, like just because I was, I grew up here. I grew up here, and like I see the skyline every day, and Empire State Building every day. But like, it doesn't take away the fact that it's like it could be really beautiful, and like the overall like message that like the what the city like brings to people emotionally and physically, like just like how it makes people feel like motivated like it just brings like i don't know it's like it's sort of like a, an american dream type vibe thing mm -hmm. where it's like you like uh i don't know explain it it's like humans a lot of people like really hold a sentimental value to this place mm -hmm. and want to come here because this is like the heart of like the world i guess like mm -hmm. the center of mm -hmm. the world ish you know mm -hmm. what i mean mm -hmm. so like i don't know yeah no it's interesting to me that 
two things that, that I notice about what you just said. One is that you said you're de- desensitized to it, which I would expect. Like I, I, I think a lot of people when they grow up in a place, they have a really hard time holding on to the magic of that place. And two, I think it's very interesting that you're empathetic to the way that other people see New York City. Because you're absolutely, and also that you decide to communicate that in your photos intentionally. When I come to New York City, I feel that energy aggressively. I tell people, when I describe what New York City is like, I tell people it's like, as somebody who's trying to uh, discipline themselves, work really hard and create success, I tell somebody it's like, when I go to New York City, I drink jet fuel and then I come back to my normal life and then operate on that jet fuel. And it's like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's something that feel, fills me with energy. Uh, there's, so many, there's, there's something about everybody running around. They're all trying to get to a place. There's so many creative activities going on. There's, there's meetings. Um, I think if you go there for like, just tourism reasons, you may not tap into this so much, but mm-hmm. for me, it, it's very much a center of the of the world. Like you just said, I think that's a great way to put it. Yeah. It's a center of the world for creative folks who are trying to work really hard to create success in their lives. And so when I go to New York, it's like a reverse vacation. It's like, <laughs> I go there not to relax. I go there to take in the vibes mm-hmm. and then bring those vibes back with me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so fascinating that you still see that, even though you said you, you struggle to, to maintain a, that, that feeling, you still see that and you still want to communicate that to people. Yes. I, I, I like, for example, like in this photo, like maybe in the moment I was capturing this photo, I do feel that what other people feel about New York and most of these photos when I'm taking them. I, I feel like what other people feel about New York. And I mean, I guess like, I guess that's how I feel about New York as well. Mm-hmm. Like how, how like fast moving everything is, how, I mean, I guess like cinematic, I guess, cause it's in so many movies. Yeah. Right. So many famous movies. Iconic. Yes. It's like, yeah, I just want to capture like the iconic vibe. Yeah. 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 So tell me about this, this next photo is very similar to the last one, but there's less of a subject there's even less of a subject here yes in the foreground you have very shadowy scene yeah you're we're looking down a street you can kind of see that there's a street there that yeah. might not even be a street i think that's a street uh it's a street yes then, okay great uh my eyesight doesn't need to be checked although I, I worry the... about that sometimes what were you saying yeah this is like this is the street you would get you would uh go through to go over the bridge to manhattan oh okay okay yeah good to know I'll, I'll keep that street in mind if I ever need to go over the bridge to go to Manhattan. Uh, so very shadowy all around that you can't see details. We have some interesting lights on the side, street lights, uh, lots of character to these lights. These aren't normal lights. And in the background, you have the skyline once again, very warm scene. Looks like the sun is going to either be setting or it has just risen probably setting right setting yes, okay setting. setting and then we have these beautifully silhouetted buildings very warm tones how do you achieve these warm tones well in in real life <laughs> when i saw these with my eyes it it did kind of look like this by itself okay great but but sometimes you know the camera doesn't really convey it mm, accentuate accentuate the the vibe that you get with like your real eyes. So mm-hmm. I was trying to 
I think I try to replicate what I felt and what I saw. Because on this, when I was taking this, like before I even took this photo, you could see on the left, like it's a train, there's like a train rail. Okay, right. It's the subway. And mm-hmm. so I was on this train. I don't know if you could kind of see in the middle, like left side, you could see the train right there, like just the hood of the train. Well, is that, so that's part of the train that you're on. Yeah, that's the train that I was oh, on. No way. And then I got off and I took the photo. I was like, oh my oh, God. Oh, I, I see, I see. I, I thought I you were saying you were actually still on the train while you took the photo. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. I was, this is a station and like I was on my way to Manhattan mm-hmm. and I always get off at like these last few stops before I get, before you go on the ground to go to the city. Yeah. And because you get to see like this kind of view. Just and, for photos? Just for photos, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I That's always so get interesting. off. Like, sometimes I don't. I, I mean, when I got off, like the train just left me, so I had to wait for the next train. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, so good. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, when I saw it, it was like super hazy and foggy, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is perfect!" And then I just I, I took the photo, and that like this was like the mood for it. Like Fantastic. it's just like this warm tones. It was like it was the, it was like August in the summer. So you were capturing yeah. something that you felt from this scene yes. more, more than anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. And cool. this this was like right before the previous photo. So that Okay. The, those these two are the same sunset. Okay. But this one's just at an earlier time. So I was like I wasn't even up to that stop yet on the mm-hmm. train. Mhm. Mhm. Cool. That's fantastic. Okay, uh for the next photo we have uh, looks like I can't tell if this man noticed you or not. He's in the back of a taxi cab. Uh, a very tight shot of a taxi. You have very interesting and like exciting compositions, by the way. A very tight shot of a taxi cab. The, uh, a guy sitting in the back. We have the reflections of the American flag on the window, which you've worked into a lot of your shots, I can tell. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like an American flag neon sign. Yeah, you know where in Times yeah. Square. And so it's in Times Square. Okay, so uh, there's this guy uh, in the back of the car staring what looks like directly at you and a bit of a like a, a like if you're taking photos if this happens your heart drops you're like oh my gosh yeah. uh so i'm curious did he notice you first off actually i don't think he did because these cars like when i was at this spot shooting it it was also it was pouring out as well and they were just passing by like the, the okay. cars with the taxis were just passing by and like probably pretty I wanted- quickly i bet Yes, and then sometimes the, I would be shooting, and then like the the cars would stop because there's a red light, and I'm just there holding the camera uh. in their face. <laughs> you turn around. But, you know yeah. what I like to do when I'm taking photos? I, I've learned this. This is a really good trick. If you're in a position where you want to take a photo of somebody, and then they're going to be coming closer to you and like walking past you, you hold the camera up, you take the photo of them, and then as they get closer, you keep the camera up as if you're taking a photo of something behind oh, them. That that's actually a really it really works. Smart thing, yeah. Does it? Oh my gosh, it really because wow. you'll see them looking out at you out of the corner of their eye. But one for one, of course, the camera is like a shield from you and the world. Like photojournalists will say this, right? Mm-hmm. They'll be in a war zone, and if they have the camera, they'll put themselves in more danger because it's a barrier between them and the real world, even though they're really getting shot at. Uh, it's kind of similar to that. Like I'll see them, but there's this disconnect between me and the person. I'm not actually locking eyes with them. Mm-hmm. So if you hold it up, they'll go, Oh, maybe he was taking a photo of the thing behind me and keep walking. Um, 
and then yeah. I can just go on my merry way to the next one. It's a good, it's a good little technique. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll have to try it for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. And so you said you you're using a 5D Mark IV, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, so you you have the ability to do that. What 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 keeps you in the DSLR? A D, wow, Jesus! What keeps <laughs> you all... in the DSLR world? Well, I mean, I bought this camera in 2017, uh-huh. which it's been a year. That's like the 5D Mark IV came out in 2016, and I bought it the year after that. Okay. And at the time, I was looking for a long-term camera because at that price point you want something long-term mm, right sure yeah and um i was unless you're like a tech was, reviewer and you just yeah. like picking up every camera uh, which i don't even know how people do that <laughs> you're right I, I, mean, <laughs> uh, I was like i was deciding which body to go with and some of the i considered getting a sony at one point and or or even like a 1dx mark ii like mm. i don't know just because i really wanted something like that would like last me at least like five years ten yeah, years yeah uh and those 5ds are built well they're tanks yeah a girl like early in my photography like i i did start out with the canon it was a canon 7d mm. and i did like my dream camera was a 5d mark iii mm-hmm. and I don't know. I just felt like I loved Canon at the time. Like I just loved the way they make their stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just went with a 5D Mark IV because it was a dream come true. I don't know. Rad. Rad. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, right. Like if we're talking currently, like the state of like DSLR, uh, mirrorless, I kind of do want to update my camera mm-hmm. just because like how advanced these uh like eye-tracking AF and sure. uh, electronic viewfinders and IBIS, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait, IBIS? Like, uh, in-body stabilization. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, goodness. Yeah. I've never re- heard it referred to that way. You're, <laughs> oh, on, you're uh, on the next level, man. Oh, then IBIS. You then you don't know what MILK stands for. MILK? Yeah. Oh, please tell me more. M-I-L-C is mirrorless interchangeable lens camera. Whoa. I so, have like, a milk. Huh? You have I a have milk? a milk. <laughs> I start telling nice. people that. Yeah. I Exciting. Know, like, now, yeah, I'm, yeah. this is why, this is, this is going to be the rest of this conversation is all of the acronyms. Uh-huh. Yeah. But. Tell me I more. Mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's funny how, like, I just got the camera and now there's, like, this whole push for mirrorless and. Mm-hmm. I know Canon doesn't really push it forward as much as Sony, for example, does. Mm-hmm. But I feel like people get caught up too much with the uh, gear. And I mean, for myself, I'm definitely like a victim of that. Like me wanting to maybe get the USR or like, I don't know, like just, just so I could future-proof myself. But what does that really matter? Like it doesn't really do anything for you when it comes to actually making photos mm-hmm. you know it's i feel like that's such a short-term thing it's if you wanna... really break it down the way that your images change from camera to camera is very small it's very incremental mm-hmm. uh, i think you gain more of a difference from changing from one type of camera to another meaning like going from your phone to to 
an APS-C, going from an APS-C to a full frame, you get more of a difference from something like that because each sensor has a different character to it. And then you get more of a difference even more, you get more of a dramatic difference from changing lenses because each lens mm -hmm. has a dramatically different character to yeah. it. But if we're talking about going from, uh, from you know, an A6500 to an A6400, mm. then yeah. it's like, you know, you get like, you get a couple more autofocus points, right? True. It's not that interesting. Um, so I think that, yeah, I agree. People need to focus they need to break down their thought process behind it because you can easily get into GAS gear acquisition syndrome. Yeah. That's what I made that up. <laughs> I think it's actually a thing. Is that a thing? That's a yeah. weird one though. Gas. Gas. I hope people or... don't say that on a daily basis here. I think that's what it's called. That is the acronym for it. I, mean, I know that I know the, like the yeah. statement is gear acquisition system, but oh, I gear. hope they don't make that into a, if you say it is GAS, I guess that's fair. Mm -hmm. There's a video game site that sells video games called GOG. And mm -hmm. uh, if you pronounce it like GOG, it makes sense. If you pronounce it GOG, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, okay, I get it. So that's problematic. <laughs> anyway, uh, what were you saying? Oh, no. So, like, I mean, let's go back to the photo. Uh, yes, let's yes. talk about the photo. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, this is another spot that I was shooting at while it was raining in New York. This was taken around May. And I think I was up here for, from like, I could tell you the time. It was like 5, 5 p.m. So it was like Impressive. rush hour. Mm -hmm. Rush hour, everybody's going home from work and stuff like that. So definitely a lot of taxis and way more traffic in New York City, especially in Times Square. Yeah. Where it's like uh, the Broadway is what cuts through Times Square. Yeah. And a lot of people are, there's people who are just trying to go home. So they're like even more unfocused on their surroundings and just... Right forward forward like looking i don't know and so i was just here like shooting I, I i realized like you can get an awesome reflection from the car like the american flag mm -hmm. so it was like i wanted to get this type of shot and i definitely got so many of so many photos from this spot but mm -hmm. this was like one of the only photos that i got of the passenger and this is there's only one photo of this like in my set like there's no before there's like no this is like the only frame from this time mm -hmm. you know what i mean like so I it happened shot, super quickly yeah i only shot this one time like there's wow. no like before or after wow like, the frame the frame after this is another car and the frame before <laughs> that is another is a different another car like completely different cars the, so it's like, the old film photographers of yesteryear would be very proud yeah <laughs> yeah so i mean I, I i tried not to like burst shoot this spot a mm. lot but i did take a lot of photos at this spot and like one of this was like one of the few that like really resonated with me because you have like this person looking out of the taxi he looks like he's like wearing a suit he he, he kind of like made me feel like he's like like part of like the corporate America and yeah. he's just like commuting somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's so something like, about the people like us who like to take photos of the street and we really are moved by expressions mm -hmm. and he, and yeah, he looks like he's almost a little bit startled, but kind of like you get a sense of who this person is a little bit. Um, so 
do how intentional are you about lighting because as i look at this photo of the statue of liberty it, you have this really crazy interesting uh gradient in the sky yes. and throughout all of your photos you have different versions of this and is is getting out at a specific time very important to you or is it something that you've just kind of naturally found yourself falling into because i have to i have to work hard for certain things in photography to happen so is this something that is a natural occurrence it's just like okay i'm gonna go out at five o'clock or is it something that you really have to be intentional I, about have you have you been um, frustrated in the past like when you go out at 12 o'clock and the lighting yes, is terrible all, yes all the time which is like why i'm like so like not about going out mm. from a from like 10 ish to maybe like 4 p.m mm, you like, just skip it yeah but interesting I, so, but I do want to like just go out there, and even if I don't get anything, maybe I can take a look back a month later and find like a hidden gem of a photo I took. Yeah. Like I just want to like shoot through. I I want to still go there and shoot through that period, and or maybe capture a vibe that's different from it, like more harsh lighting, mm -hmm. like shadows and highlights. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But. Definitely, I do like to go out during the, these types of times, like sunset. Uh, I don't do sunrise because, I don't know, I just don't like, I'm not an early bird. Because <laughs> it's hard to but, get up. Yeah. I'd have to wake Valid. up, like, way earlier. Yeah. To travel. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I bet, I don't know about you, whenever I do get up early and I go out and I see a, a sunrise, I shoot any scene at sunrise, I go, oh. dude. What is wrong with me? Why have I missed so many of these? Exactly. Like, I I, it's I, think I went to this. I I went to this like I guess like meetup with Brett Brett Conti. If you don't mm -hmm. know, yeah, and he did like this sunrise event thing at Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> sunrise I, event. I like it. Yeah, and like the lighting was insane. Like the sunrise. What was the was... premise of this sunrise event? Did he want oh, people to take he... photos? Nah, it was just like more of a like. Let's get up early and make content, I guess. I okay, okay, got it. <laughs> or, like, I was just curious because, you know, Brett, he's not, like, I wouldn't consider him a photographer. He's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. content creator who talks about a lot of different things in these videos. One of the kindest people you'll meet. Very yeah, yeah. kind guy. Uh, but I'm just curious why he's waking up for sunrise to get together with some people on a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was, like, not even, like plan like, planning on going. And then, mm -hmm. like... I think I got like 30 minutes of sleep because I was like, so I was out very late mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go. <laughs> I haven't That's slept, so but I'm going to go. And the sunrise was so beautiful. Like it was like, like sometimes, you know how like sometimes like all like sunsets aren't as good sure. on well, some days. Like sure. I feel like sunrises are good every day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's something I want to do more is like. They're rarely not good. Yeah, I yeah. want to capture more sunrise shots. Mm -hmm. But this was taken on a uh, at a sunset, and I mean, this was shot at a, at a really high ISO, which is like why I kind of had like troubles of like not wanting to post it or share it because mm -hmm. it's too grainy. But oh, like right now I'm in a vibe where it's like it doesn't really matter how what the technical aspects of the what made the photo. Mm -hmm. Like I think it looks great. Like. I chose it. Yeah. And I I didn't uh I think I was in I was on a yacht when I took this photo. As one does. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, it was at a, it was at like a hustle and wife. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 yeah there was a there was a yacht hustle and wife. Yeah. This was this was at there and at that at that event, that's... and I don't know. It was cool. Dude, that's like that's New York for you, man. You end up in such weird situations in New York City. Yeah. And whenever I, mean, I go there, I when I go to New York City, I repeatedly have situations where I'm like, why am I here and how am I here? Like, how did I end up here? I'm like in this. I'm in a beautiful office, or I'm in you know I'm in this really bizarre cultured part of town, and that's part of the care. I love the character of New York City. That's the thing that that really stands out to me. I think that's the the other than the jet fuel thing. That's the the strong presence that I feel is a sense of character when you go into yeah, the like, subways, when you're in Manhattan, when you're in Queens, when you're in Brooklyn, uh, when you go Midtown. Mm-hmm. Every block is different. It's amazing. Yeah, and I'm sure you know that. I, I mean, I barely get to visit like the Statue of Liberty. I just don't make the trip out there. It's like really far. Right. Sure. And you have to take a ferry in, like so. This this was like very like awesome that I was like able to shoot Lady Liberty mm. in the sunset. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a very good photo. Well done, my friend. I like Thank the you. contrast between the greenish emerald color of her against mm-hmm. the warm tones of the background. And the sky starts at the bottom in this very warm orangish color, mm-hmm. uh, moves into a yellow, moves into a pink, and then moves into a purple very dynamic sky you only get Mm -hmm. that at sunset yes that's rad okay uh in this next one we have the freedom tower directly in the center we're quite far away it looks like we're on another we're across the river from said freedom tower and skyline we have Mm -hmm. a dock in the foreground i really like how you incorporated this foreground element i think it makes it much more interesting than if it was just the water in the freedom tower Mm -hmm. uh once again uh, this is seems to be a characteristic of your photos. Very <laughs> shadowy foreground, like very uh, very dramatic lack of detail in the shadows mm-hmm. on the dock and also on the buildings um, in the on the you know in the skyline across mm-hmm. the river. And then you have the Freedom Tower lit up on the side by the sun. Was this a sunset as well? Yes, it was a sunset. Cool and. I mean, capturing this was like, this was taken from Queens, which is like, it's maybe like five, maybe like four-ish miles away from the Freedom Tower, mm-hmm. like directly. Mm-hmm. And I was shooting on a, I think I was on a tripod and I did do like a little bit of a long exposure so it wouldn't be like that, like the water shouldn't be that harsh. I see. I don't know. And I did want to get this broken dock thing, like vibe into it just to like add character like just like not just have the water because there's too much of the water in the frame mm-hmm. in my opinion so like having the, the dock is like i feel like it just adds to it or mm-hmm. like just subtracts from the fact that there's so much water in this frame mm-hmm. it's very thoughtful how you put the top of the freedom tower the spire on the top so close to the top of the frame uh, i think one thing i do like about your work is your intentionality for how you compose photos mm-hmm. i think it's very thoughtful um, was that something that you noticed in that moment and you wanted to be intentional about or did you crop that in post? How did that play out? I think this is like, as, I think this is actually like the with non-crop version of it. Just because okay. it has like, yeah. And I like how like the buildings in the front that are like all brick mm-hmm. sort of like encapsulate the city within. Yeah, it's like a wall. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the edges, too. Something I pay very close attention to, people, if they watch my videos, they know this, is edges. I think um, edges are a great, hmm, what would you say? They are a great way to take your photo to another level, to pay very close attention to what's poking in on the side of the frame. And you seem to be very intentional about that. I don't tend to mm -hmm. see things kind of popping in in a weird way. Do you, do you, do you watch your edges as you... I as you take for photos this and particular crop. photo, I do. I do actually. In, in general, I do want to not get things that I don't want in the frame. Whether it's like a leaf out of nowhere in the right. frame, or just the speck of a building on the side, mm -hmm. which is something. When I was taking this photo, I did have a a building on the right side of the skyline. It was just like right in the frame, and I I did some magic and <laughs> it disappeared. Oh no! <laughs> oh. But uh -oh. that, that is my intention. Like I do Lies. try to do that in camera. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. My intention, like the way I want to do things, like this, just just the way like I want to capture things. I do want it to be. If I could get it in at the moment, I, I'll, I'll definitely take steps to do it. When you took this photo, were you just wandering around? Uh, yeah. I was more of like trying to like enjoy the view and take photos like I saw this and I was like wow this is like so beautiful like the the color from the water is like re reflecting from the sky like I thought it was like a really nice view and like how how most of like the, the color like I mean the World Trade Center reflects some of the light from the sky mm -hmm. and it just gives it that color that warmish tone to it but yeah, yeah. yeah I was I was out there with my camera so I was obviously with the intention of taking photos. Mm -hmm. Do you do this to relax or do you do this to work? Like when I take photos, uh, sometimes I feel like I'm a skateboarder trying to land a trick because I have a photo in mind okay. and I'm working really hard to try to achieve some version of that photo. It, mm -hmm. But it can, it's not, it, it's therapeutic, but it's simultaneously work for me. So mm -hmm. is it something that you just do to relax or is it, is it work? It sometimes it feels like work and sometimes it feels like I'm just going out. I feel like I, it feels like I'm just like it feels like yoga to me. Mm. I, I, I've never done yoga, but like what people, <laughs> what it feels like, like something. It's, it feels like something like meditation or something like that when I go out and shoot. Uh -huh. Like I'm in my zone. I'm by myself. I'm like I, I feel like I'm separated from the from the, like the environment and I'm just like yeah. capturing. Are you, I ask. I end up asking everybody this. Are you an introvert or are you an extrovert? I am a very, 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 very. <laughs> very I'm, like, I'm, I'm an introvert. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely see myself as an introvert. I, I mean, like, if I guess you have like, trouble thing, ordering meals. Well, I, I, I used to. <laughs> <laughs> it's dude. It's a like. I, it's a, it's it can be an effort. I don't think people funny. understand that. It could be an effort just to do the normal things. When I was a kid, my, my dad would make me order food at, like, McDonald's. He'd be like, mm. all right, you want food? You have to go up there and order the food that you want. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. Sometimes wow. I would just, like, go, like. Are you thankful for that now? Or you No, know, that's, that's, like, really. I think that was, like, looking back right now, like, I think that's, like, very a, a good thing that he did that. Yeah. And, like, yeah. it just built up the confidence and I mean, now I just mobile order because it's so easy. <laughs> I don't have to deal with like people. I mean, I don't know. Oh, but, thank God I have an app. Yeah. 
every yeah. time I order Chipotle, it's like I hop on the boosted board. I think the best. <laughs> and then I just pick up the order and I leave. <laughs> yeah. You just you, you run in. You're like a you're like a, a flash. Of, you're like a dragging shutter. You just pew, pew, yeah out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I th- I think that the only way that you get less nervous about things like that is to just do that do it over and over and over and over and over. Um, and when I started my adulthood, there was a lot of things that scared me that don't scare me now, just because I decided to be brave and kept doing it over and over. But it I think we don't talk about the like social anxiety and how that can be that can be a struggle for um many people and they don't show it but i think we should be open about it we should talk about it okay next photo um we have a close-up shot of the freedom tower and a couple of other buildings around it we're we're quite close to the freedom tower in this case as opposed to the last one where we're quite far away we have some clouds, some very low-hanging clouds, perhaps. I don't know if it's that or just smoke or it looks like clouds. Uh-huh. Incredibly low-hanging, some sort of foggy substance cloaking <laughs> the buildings on the bottom and then a little bit around the top of the Freedom yes. Tower. And it makes for this very dramatic uh, photo along with some birds that are flying by, which adds some more drama to the photo. Tell mm-hmm. us about this photo. Okay, so this was a early winter morning. Um, it was so cold. You couldn't even have, like, your hands out without wearing gloves. Mm. And I was just walking down in the financial district, which is, like, where these buildings are. They're all blue. And the Freedom mm-hmm. Tower is, like, my ultimate favorite building out of New York. I love it, man. It's so, it's it's so like beautiful. amazing. Like, I was so hyped when they were, like, building it and stuff. And it took yeah. forever. It took, like, 20 years, but... Mm. It's like it's a lot of building. Yeah, and I'm, I think I'm, it's so like, rad how when you walk up to the base of it, it looks like an arrow. Mm-hmm. It like or like a pyramid. Like, it like disappears. Like right. you don't even get to see like the full the top of the spire or whatever. It just like disappears into the sky. Right. And no, it like sort of beautiful. reflects like crazy. Like mm-hmm. the, whatever. The, if there's clouds, you're gonna see clouds from the at the building. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is actually steam. I don't know if you've seen okay. like those like those like steam chimney things that come out of the ground yeah i like those like, a lot yeah and so in the winter it's like amplified since it's such, ah. it's so cold oh i need to go in the winter then okay yeah and so this is like a thing happening in the ground and it just like, it looks as covering. if there were like 30 of them side by side it was one wow yeah and it was just intense wow it was like it was like covering all the buildings it was funny okay and I don't know, I just like, I like the blue, the blueness like of the of these buildings. And then like in the morning, it was like, the sun wasn't as high up for it to be like that annoying. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I like how like the blue of the sky is less saturated than the actual subject, which is like the Freedom Tower and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like that was like my main point of, get, of the shot. Like the blue is the buildings and like the sky is not that important. Mm-hmm. And the cla- like the smoke and like the smoke from the building. I wanted to be like super like out there, mm-hmm. and then, like these birds are like they look fake, but I swear they're not. <laughs> they're, they're, they are real birds. They just they were they just flew by out of nowhere. We're gonna have to do a Photoshop analysis. <laughs> I have I shot. It's I shot hard a- to capture birds, man. Yeah, no, I, I was like I was in the middle of a burst, so it was mm-hmm. like they just flew out of nowhere. Cool, cool. 
once once again it's an exam i mean this one has a bit more of a subject obviously the freedom tower takes over but still very much about a vibe it's about a feeling mm-hmm. and i see that directionality in your photos and i like that i like the i like that like i didn't even realize that like that there's like the smoke in the in the bottom and then like on the top of the freedom tower it's like this like more like smoke steam mm-hmm. thing and it kind of looks like a flame like i don't know it's like the shape of a flame mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, it's just a, I think a it's, little... it's like a correlation like cons- yeah it's like a quaint yeah. quaint cloud if you will cool okay the next one we have uh the empire state building surrounded by many other buildings empire state building is far in the distance and then we have these other buildings silhouetted all the way all around it and, and we have the build uh the photo sort of broken in half where this the sky's the top half and then the buildings are the bottom half but they kind of shoot up in, in different parts of the frame make for a very exciting geometrical experience for the eyes but you have you i love the way you separated the empire state building from the other buildings while s- still having it be in the mix and also having it be very close to the edge of another building it, like I, th- I think when you put things close to other things in photos intentionally, it makes the image more exciting than mm-hmm. if the if it would have been kind of in the middle with nothing around it. Or um, another example of this is when if you were to take the spire of the Empire State Building and put it like just just millimeters below the top of the frame, it makes the photo more lively and energetic. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did this one play out? So this is the same thing, my commute to Manhattan, obviously I'm in Queens, that's why you could see like the Empire State Buildings at a distance, Okay. which is funny because like all of these buildings, except like maybe like one of them, you can kind of see the Chrysler Building behind another building, but they're all like not, none of these, the only building like in the subject is from Manhattan, the Manhattan skyline is the Empire State Building. Okay. So it's like it's crazy how like at this spot like out of all the buildings in Manhattan this is the only one that shows up at this certain coordinate of Queens you know what I mean Uh huh okay And my intention was of this photo I was like Queens is always like well right now it's like growing like crazy and all these buildings are popping up which is why you could see like these two buildings and and like they're just being constructed mm-hmm. and like in the past 4 years you see less and less of the city skyline because buildings in New York are getting higher. Mm. Yeah, so if you take a look at the building to your right, the city building, Mm -hmm. yeah, that used to be the tallest building in Queens, and now it's not the tallest building in Queens. Oh, wow. And it's been been the tallest building in Queens for a long time until Mm -hmm. this year. Wow. So lots lots of development. Lots of development in the Long Island City area. It's insane to me that Central Park is still a thing. Like, you would think they would have said, man, there's a lot of money. There's a lot of money right there to be made. You could put, well, We could put at least 45 skyscrapers right there. That's true. And you do know that uh, Central Park is man-made, right? Man-made. What do, you, what do you mean by that? Like, everything there isn't, isn't, like, natural. Like, everything was placed there. Like, the trees? The trees are not? Yeah. Man, so there weren't trees there before well i'm pretty sure there was like some nature to it but oh, okay. that area was actually like all constructed to make it, was it look cultivated beautiful. cultivated and like okay. i don't know okay. yeah 
Yeah, because there's like a there's like a big lake in the middle of it or something that is. Mm-hmm. I assume that was probably not there before. No, it's like a dam or something like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What about the big rocks? Because there's big rocks, right? Yeah, that's that's something I don't know. I don't know how Ooh, they got in there. Conspiracy. But I know, I know, I know for a fact. Like, if you look at old photos of Central Park, they're like it doesn't look like what it is now. Wow. Like I'm, I think like way. I don't know if this is actually true, but when the stock market crashed, people couldn't pay their rent, so they would go to that area, which was like it looked like a wasteland, wow. and they would build their own home there. And they would live in Central Park. Okay. Well, hey. Yeah. Tiny homes, a, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's I interesting. Like, yeah, I like the mood of this photo. Like just the way the the like the sun is like on this building in the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Left. Like it's like shines like right on this building. A little I don't splash know. of I, light. I, it's like a cherry on I top. Love, yeah. And I f- sort of felt like the Empire State Building was like separated from the foreground like you could it's obviously like part of the skyline of the subject like it's definitely like not contrasting as much as like the sky with the other buildings but like these buildings in the front sort of like contrast a little bit they, more they feel disconnected disconnected from the empire state building sure sure yeah and and i think that accentuates the hugeness of the empire state building in mm-hmm. this case too because it's a big building. It's very impressive. And it's impressive in a different way than the Freedom Tower is impressive. I love it. Yeah, there's there's uh, so many angles of the Empire State Building. Like, there's some moments where you get to, you look at it, and it's, like, so tall and skinny. And yeah. there's other other spots where it's, like, super thick, like, fat, and, like, right. it's, like, huge. Yeah, it just depends on the angle and what kind of mood you want. The first yeah. time, when, the first time I came to New York City, I came out of a subway tunnel. It was the, the my first subway experience and my first coming out of the subway uh, steps, stairway mm-hmm. onto the street experience. And I turned around, and the Empire State Building was right there. And I was like, "I'm in New York." It was such yeah. a special experience. And when you're up close, and um, especially when you're broadside of it, like you're saying, it's a very wide building. It's very like. Uh, obtrusive in the skyline in the in the best way possible. So that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Okay, in the next photo we have. Let me open this one so I can see what's going on here. Okay, this one was very very interesting to me. Very well done photo, sir. Uh, we you. have a reflection of a kid. He's standing in a puddle, and also in that reflection in the background is that very tall residential building, which is yep. the top the top. Uh, the on the top floor i think is like eight million dollars to live there it's ridiculous eight million i'm pretty sure it's like 20 million oh is it up from there i it's I, 24 million something like that holy crap okay yeah it's it's pretty it's expensive all right well either way i have some work to do to to buy it um so yeah beautiful collection of elements it's a rather minimalistic photo in a sense where you only have two buildings and the kid and the kid's kind of in shadow it's very dramatic light um and that's kind of hard to do in New York City sometimes. It's not a very minimalistic place. So whenever you can get rid of a lot of things and end up with a photo that's this this simple feeling, uh, there's no skyline around this building. It's just kind of two buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's fantastic. So how did this photo come to be? So this is taken from Central Park. I was like okay. near the, I don't know if you've been there, the ice skating ring. I haven't been to Central Park yet, sadly. Okay, okay, okay. So this is like 
not not too far in Central Park, but this is like there's like a puddle. I was just walking and then I saw this puddle and I was as I was walking past the puddle, I saw the reflection of this building. Mm. I was like, oh, interesting. Ooh. Let me let me just stand here. Let me hang out. Like yeah. A, like a weirdo because I'm like looking at a. I have the camera pointed at a puddle. Yeah. <laughs> People are just walking past me. It's it's so funny. <laughs> and I, at first I was like, wow. It's this okay is so in New cool. York City. You can kind of do whatever you want and get away with it, yeah. right? <laughs> at, 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 at you probably like, could have been naked while looking at that puddle, and I think people would have been pretty cool about it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, carry so, on. My I was, I saw this like I was like, wow, this is such a cool shot of the, of the. I mean, it's four thirty two Park Ave, mm-hmm. the building, the stock, the, the skinny tall building, mm-hmm. uh, and. I was just constantly trying to get the right angle, like trying to get as many cover as much of the, like scene as I can just so I have a lot to work with mm. in post and all of a sudden like this kid runs like his kid and his mom runs past my frame and then the kid comes back into the puddle and mm. and just jumps into the puddle with with uh his oh beautiful shoes, I guess. serendipity yeah, he just I like he just like came up he passed me and I was like oh okay it would have been cool to get a photo of him right with the reflection. and he just came back and he just jumped on the puddle that's so, so awesome. So this this is like the moment he like jumped into the puddle, and I flipped the photo upside down so right. it would be I like that. side up. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, good timing. Fantastic. Yeah. You know what? It's sometimes it's really hard to get a second chance. It's hard to get a first chance, but sometimes it's it's really hard to get a second chance with things like this. And then when the second chance comes, a lot of times if you're not paying attention, you can miss it. And I think that's part of the art of. Uh, photography and street photography Mm -hmm. uniquely is you can easily be focused on something else you're looking at something on the back of the camera and you'll miss a moment but those moments are happening all the time and training disciplining your mind to be prepared for those moments is something that takes a lot of practice and this is a great example of that practice paying off well done Uh, i do like how he is i mean he's he was a kid he was like maybe like four feet tall Uh uh and I like how he's like just as tall. He's portrayed as taller than almost taller than pretty much taller than the building. Oh you know yeah, I mean? okay. Yeah. So I feel like he's like looking down towards I don't know. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Yeah. It's a very thoughtful way to approach it. You know, one thing I noticed last time I went as well was I took a photo, I just shared it yesterday, um, in the at a subway station and there were two men walking they were looking down at their phones mm-hmm. there was a fence separating me and them yeah. and then behind them were two eyes like eyes on the the tiles like it was like like a an art piece there were two eyes looking directly at me and the interesting story about that photo is uh, one i did not see the eyes <laughs> until i oh. looked at it in in lightroom I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, there's eyes there. But I, but when I was looking at the photo, I realized there's an interesting story being told here that is very, very um, reminiscent of how street photographers in the past have been very thoughtful about the photos that they take. And if you ask them, they have, you know, a, a, a very philosophical reason for why the photo exists, right? Mm-hmm. And in this case, I noticed that you know, you have these eyes looking at us 
and eyes indicate uh, focus and attention, right? And awareness. And awareness. And we have these two guys walking, both looking down at their phones. So their attention is on their phones. Their eyes are on their phones. And then if you want to get really, uh, if you want to get, if you want to get really philosophical about it, the fence between me and them is like them separating themselves from the world or something like that. And I, I saw all of that and I was like, Oh, this is, this is kind of a thoughtful photo, but it did, it wasn't intentional. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I did see the photo and the way the eyes are like, they're looking, the eyes on the wall, they're looking right at you. It's startling. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow. Like, I don't know if it's like, I don't know what, who the who these pairs of eyes are, but whoever it is, they're watching. And they're aligned with the people too, which just yeah. makes me so happy. It's just, it's aesthetically it's wonderful. Cool. Okay, so thank you. Uh, so moving forward, I want to skip over a couple. Yeah. And then I want to go to uh, these other ones are great, but I want to I want to look at two more photos. Uh, there is one of a the side of a subway car. It is the evening time, and we have two street lights. Can you see that? Yes. Okay. Just make sure we're not getting mixed up here. Okay. So uh, this one's very interesting to me because, once again, there's not really a subject. It's not about a specific thing as much as it is about the the world and the vibe and the mood of, of everything. So how did this photo come about? It's pretty much like consistent with the other photos obviously i'm on the train like the doors are open on the train because i just walked out of the train and i saw i saw how the sky was and like how how orange the horizon was and how the sun was reflecting off the the train like at such a warm tone i stepped out of the train and i just snapped the photo Mm -hmm. of how it looked i tried to get it as framed like a good frame but it was more importantly like trying to capture that vibe Mm. of like that mood of like sense of warmth it was really cold that day and mm. the fact that this photo gives me a warm vibe <laughs> it, res- it made, gives me it hope made, for that day it, it made me feel better great this was actually the first photo i took um okay. in 2018 so it was like january 1st like right after new year's oh wow middle of the winter you know it's like it was really cold sunsets are like at 4 p.m so it's like me on that day I was like rushing to go to the city before the sun sets and I guess I was obviously like if you look at the photo it's like it's already sunset mm-hmm. and I'm not even like in, in Manhattan yet so mm-hmm. I was like kind of late and I don't know I just stepped out and I saw that like the sky looked perfect and I don't know I just love the warm tone of the of the train and how like the bottom of the you could see the like, the actual sun streaking against the side of the train mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was just like a vibe and i mean you could see like the the la- the lamps from the station are already lit up because it's dark enough you know yeah it, it's like one set is and one set isn't which, yeah which gives you an indication for what time it is yeah a good little piece like of context and in between phase like right before dark mm-hmm. and the lamps have so much like all of new york city they just have so much character they're not you know, it's not like real. a, it's not like your run of the mill rural town l- l- street lamp. It's got it's like curvy and has yeah, crazy fixtures. Like, it's not like simplistic or minimal. It's like very emphasized and right. 
it's it's like a character of its own. Right. And I also love how the warmth is contrasted and emphasized with the blue sky. And this blue sky, I, I just had this thought as that sentence was coming out of my mouth. What I What's really nice about this blue sky for me personally, this speaks to how we all interpret art differently, is that blue sky to me, I don't know if this sounds weird, but it's an East Coast blue sky mm-hmm. where on the West Coast, the blue skies are, they, they're a little bit different, or at least in Utah, they're different. Like they just, they're maybe a bit more faded. Uh, this mm-hmm. is like, this is like when I was growing up and I would, I would, you know, go in my backyard when the sun was setting. I grew up in like a small town in South Carolina. This is what the sky would look like. And mm-hmm. so it reminds me of that. And so it gives me those vibes. And I think I was feeling that subconsciously before I ever perceived it. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love that about photography. And I love that about art. Okay. The last photo I want to talk about with you just out of pure curiosity is we have a photo of what's the, what's that thing called where it's a globe? It, it's a, it's called the Unisphere and okay. it's in Flushing Queens. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so we have a flying skateboard near that globe. Yes. Uh, we have a green foreground, some trees around, you know, lovely cloudy sky in the background, but then we have a flying boosted board. Uh, well, let's go. What's going on here? Is this alien okay. involvement? <laughs> well, if you want to talk about some history of this location, oh. Men in Black was shot here. I was going to say that, yeah. Yeah, so... Because yeah. they have those big UFO things on the sticks there, too, it's right? right? It's right behind this, so... Yeah. Yeah, it, they're, they made it like UFOs, which is so funny. That's... Yeah. Yeah. They're supposed I, to be that, like that these watchtowers. Like, I, I didn't know that that was a real place, I think, until recently. Mm-hmm. And... It's pretty cool that it is a real place because that movie has like such a vibe to it, and now you can associate that place with the vibe. I'm sure that's driven tourism. Yeah, it, it definitely does. There's always people taking photos of those like UFO things. It's mm-hmm. definitely not like an actual thing. Like it's, it's like a, it's like ruins now. It's like, mm. it's like, they're like the city wants to get rid of it or like doesn't want to do anything with it, so it's just there. Mm-hmm. Since it was used during the World's Fair way back in the fifties, I think oh. in the sixties. What was it? What yeah. was it for? Like, what did they use the UFOs for? The they're so they're like they're like a, a like a watchtower type thing where you okay. could go like an up an elevator. Observation deck. Observation deck. Yes, exactly. Ah, uh, yeah. wow. And okay. It'd be like an ele- you take an elevator up there and you would get a view of like Manhattan from way far distance and just a, a view of like the whole fair during the time interesting yeah and they turned into ufos with will and smith Black. yeah and that giant roach guy yeah i was not i didn't like that as a kid <laughs> yeah. oh the, yeah. the part where he kicks the dumpster and the roaches fall out that's oh, oh that's yeah. visceral Ugh. yeah gross um okay so i mean i we've looked at some lovely photos today I'm I'm curious, what got you into photography in the first place? Because we spoke about a couple of things before we started this conversation, but that was one of them I tried to hold on to until we got to this point. What what drew you to photography? So it wasn't actually, I didn't actually start with photography. I was mainly focused in film mm. and like like production. And I, the high school I went to was a film school. Mm-hmm. in itself and I got to learn so much technical stuff when it comes to like 
TV and film and production and like set building and how to think as a director, how to write a script, a shot list, like how to like rule of thirds and how to work with cameras. I learned about shutter speed, frame rate, all this stuff. And that was like, I felt like I didn't really resonate too much with film because it's just like so much more you have to worry about. And because you have like to worry about a crew and and like me having each set of each division of production meet a certain expectation and mm. it was like all like too much for me as much an introvert. Much more complex. Yeah. yeah oh, sure. Much. People. Yeah. Yeah. So like dealing with that and like com- trying to communicate my vision when it came to like the films that I had to do in school, it was like very stressful for me. And like I did have a friend that I met in freshman year high school who shot photos and he had like a DSLR, he had a Nikon and I'm like, wow, this kid has, he shoots photos. That's so cool. Like, and he, and he just started like teaching me about photography. Mm -hmm. He gave me, he gave me a film camera to start shooting photos on. And like, that's how I begun my photography adventures. I shot on film. Wow. That's cool. That's how I learned like shutter speed and aperture. And I mean, I was shooting full manual from the beginning. So I was like, that's the way to start. I love that. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I loved it because it was like so, like, it was just me and the camera and the subject. Mm-hmm. And whatever the subject was, which was like for me primarily like the skyline of Manhattan and like the, the environment I was in. I, since I'm not like about like having, like taking photos of people, mm-hmm. since I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I rather, I feel like more. I'm not like I'm an introvert, so like I I tend not to like take photos of people. I don't know. I just haven't like touched into that yet. Like like portraits and stuff. Like I I am now, but like at the time it was like super introverted. Like me just trying to capture my surroundings. Mm. Yeah. So I guess like that's where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you like to explore? Yeah, I do. Sometimes I I I do like go out sometimes i go out a lot and every time i go out i try to find a unique spot like some some place where i've never been there's definitely a lot of places that i haven't been in new york city mm-hmm. for as long as i've lived here what, what would you say to somebody who is like you but like they're like the 16 year old version of you and they're they want to they want to like they're interested in this sort of thing and they're introverted and may, you know, maybe they don't want to be around people, but maybe they like photos of people. Maybe they're, they're dealing with some internal conflict. Like what would you, what would you say to, to help them be a happier person and pursue yes. their creativity? Well, if they're into photography, I feel like they should just, I, I feel like they should, all they should consume is like philosophical conversations about photography and try not to try not to like get too focused on what you're shooting like it doesn't matter if you're like shooting with like a phone or or any if you don't have like if you have a phone like use that as a tool to Mm -hmm. express yourself and use it to learn the fundamentals of photography and like do your research on different styles and techniques and apply them to your to your photography and try to like build up your skill and not worry too much about the gear and also when it comes to like like shooting other people and like taking photos taking other people's photos like if you're trying to 
do street photography, I would, I mean, I'm still struggling with this, but I just go for it. Like if you want to, if you, you could either just not even interact with the person or you could even ask the subject if they can, if you can take their photo. Mm -hmm. And I know that might be like very, very, very scary, but the worst thing that could happen is they say no. And then like, they'll never see you again. You know, Mm -hmm. it's interesting that there are different types of introverts. I've learned there are people who don't. Who, who literally have no interest in doing scary things like outside of their comfort zone socially. And then there are people who like the idea of being very outgoing. They like the idea of pushing themselves, but they're scared to do it. They have a lot of social anxiety around it. I fall into that category. I, I fall into, I, are you like that? I'm just like that as well. I am yeah. so like, I think it's so cool to like go out and have like a sense of feel like a, feel like a, to be a part of something and mm. and like re- i mean recently i've been like hanging out with a lot of like like-minded people and it's just so relieving that i'm not like alone in this like sure. photography world like there's definitely a lot of people who are in the same mm. position as you or if or they were and and they're or you know what i mean like there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who are going through the same things you are yeah. and it's good to like connect with them because you'll feel more at home like you'll just feel less alone you know what i mean yeah i like it's, I, f- I think it just brings like having having company and like having not being alone in your, like your own thing like mm-hmm. i think it's like a good thing to have people around you who are doing the same thing agreed and to your earlier point i resonate with a lot of your story so i absolutely agree with that too uh that we kind of all tend we, we tend to come from the the same place not all of us but we you tend to come from the same kind of place that i came from to get to where you are right so like Mm -hmm. i started in filmmaking uh as well i am i decided to take on photography for very similar reasons as you i am an introvert that likes the idea of being outgoing and challenging themselves you are that too uh and and Yes, you like that community connecting with one another yeah. produces it literally produces a different chemical in your brain that you don't get from other types of happiness, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like this isn't like an endorphin or like an adrenaline rush kind of thing. This is I think it's serotonin. Uh anyway, one of them is like when you have interactions with people it makes you it's a special dopamine. kind of happy. I think it's dopamine. Might be dopamine, might be. Yeah. Um could be both. I don't know. Anyway, um but like, you know, back to the idea of different types of introverts, like my mom is an introvert, but the idea of speaking in public is just completely uninteresting to her. Whereas that sounds so invigorating to me. Like I, that would be so fun, but at the same time, I'm going to overthink it. Right. Yeah. So, so what do I do? I decide to go out and take photos and and decide to sometimes walk up to people and scare the crap out of myself because I like that challenge. I like overcoming that challenge. I like the adrenaline rush of it. Uh, some people, they're just completely uninterested. They just want to go, they just want to be a novel writer in their basement. And that's cool. That's, you know, that's, I mean, obviously you should talk to people sometimes, but that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, but I think that, I think that, uh, what's so nice about something 
like what we do is it's a good way to kind of hybridize those things. Like you, we, you can go out and interact with people as much or as little as you want to, and you can create things that you feel good about, and you can explore, which we're, we like to do yeah. as humans. I mean, human interaction is like one of the most important things of being a human, and mm. mm-hmm. especially in this day and age where you're, most of your connections are through a cell phone screen. Yeah. I think it's so important to be part of a community physically, like within like your local area or just like find a group within your area and try to like be as active in meeting up or just like talking in person, doing photo walks together, just yeah. like being part of a community definitely helps with like what a lot of people deal with in the mental health area of today's society. Sure, sure. Yeah, oh, I think we're we're hitting new levels of um depressed in our society. Yeah, against it's... against being so connected, quote unquote. And Yeah, no, I feel like there's society's... something about that that's that's very important to pay attention to. I feel like society is even has never been so disconnected. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so and I feel Weirdly like more people, more people should call each other instead of texting each other. Yeah. More people should video chat. Uh, more people should just meet each other up. You know what I mean? More That's people it. should go out and meet people, you know, like mm-hmm. go outside and have real conversations. I feel like more people should like make small talk. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Even if you're on the train and just like talk to the person next to you, like, hey, what are you doing? Like, what, what, like, what are you reading? Or, you know what I mean? Like, oh, nice outfit. Like, just do like small talk can go a long way. Like, even if it's such a small little thing, and it might be meaningless to the person who you're talking with, but you you, you just don't know how meaningful it could be. Mm. And also, it's it might be hard when you first start out sometimes, uh, but you build up momentum when you do that. Um, some of my some of my some of the points where I'm the most happy is when I have interaction after interaction and I've built up this momentum towards connecting with people and it gets easier and easier. And then you, you, when you run into the next person, it's easier to smile at them or say hi, uh, because mm-hmm. you're like riding this wave. I love that. Yeah. But it's, it's this huge buildup that can be really hard. And if you've been away from mm-hmm. that for too long, that's, you're, it's going to keep you away from doing it, but that's exactly why you can't fall into yeah, it that. Yeah, does, it does get scary sometimes. Like, I, I remember, like, going to those events, like, I'd be, like, nervous to meet the people that I met online, mm-hmm. meet them in person, but they're just normal people, you know? Yeah. And meeting new people and all that stuff, like, going out, like, to these events, like, whether it's, like, photography-related or anything, like... I, I'm nervous, but by the time I get home, I like my voice is gone, mm. and like I feel like Beautiful. I feel so. I feel like that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So like every time I ever, I, I tell myself always like, if my voice is gone, then I did something right. Like you if, my, if I'm losing my voice, I I did all the talking, and I, it just feels great because I like I don't know. It's like I social like I did my social stuff. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it. Sure, sure. Uh, I've also learned that what really helps me out if I go to some sort of event 
is to, you know, it's funny how, mi- how much I end up talking about events on these things. It's kind of a weird thing to me that that happens, but I like it. <laughs> um, when I go to an event, I, I find that focusing on being like serving to the other person, like focusing on oh. the, the other person's needs as opposed to like, how can I get these people to like me mm-hmm. is an incredibly useful way to go because it, it zeroes your mind in on a task and you and it makes it less about how how these people are going to perceive you and how you're gonna um get them to talk to you and like awkward moments and this and that if you go in there and say i'm going to try to find ways to help people while i'm here right or i'm gonna try to talk to them about things that maybe like let me find their struggles and let me see something that I can help, you know, help them with, with their, uh, with their creative process or with their, the work that they're doing or just listening to them. Right. Just, mm-hmm. it's a great start. Just listening to a person. Yeah. Like ask, ask them what's their story and where right. they come from. What are they up to? What are your passions? Right. Like, why are you, like, why are you here? You know, like you can get through a here? lot of that nervousness with, a, with, with an approach like that. I've learned. Um, I think like, listening is like really important like yeah. i feel like if you could make it so that you're the one listening mm-hmm. and like have the other person tell them tell you everything spill all the beans out because nobody does that uh-huh no nobody people there's not a lot of good listeners in daily life because mm-hmm. and we're always in such a hurry when we're when we're interacting with people uh and mm-hmm. so i i really tried hard to like be the opposite of that. I want to be, I want to be the, um, the antidote to that problem when I talk to people and I I try really hard to be a good listener. And whenever I notice that people aren't good listener, like, you know, I'll meet up with entrepreneur types sometimes with the freelance work that I do. And I will, I'll, I'll notice that, you know, cause they're very high speed and they like to talk and they're having 20,000 meetings a day. And yeah, I'll like start a sentence and then they'll interrupt me. And that's such a turnoff for me. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously I like a lively conversation. I like a good like debate or whatever, but, uh, but if I don't, I want to feel like we're present with one another, you know, I, I, I like presence in people. So I try to be that. I think that's something that hopefully I can try to bring the world when i have these conversations i try to be that and i think that that's Mm -hmm. incredibly valuable and i think that if you're if you are like nervous about going and finding other people like you and hanging out with them like start with being a good friend and listening to them and um and so many things will start to line up because of that what are what are your uh struggles and did you have anything else to say sorry no no no, that's it okay Yeah. Um, what are your struggles and goals in your in your work right now? Uh, mainly like trying to transition this to like, uh, like and like starting to make like how can I turn this into like a business? Like how to how to start like benefiting like instead of like getting likes and comments and follows? Mm-hmm. Like how can I actually start making money off of this stuff and? Mm-hmm. Maybe not like it doesn't have to be like street photography, like or whatever whatever I do right now. It could be like more client, like how do I, um, how do I start like prepping for that? Like how do I, 
No, like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, how can I, like, put myself out there for other types of photography? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, that's something I'm trying to work on Do you know right Jeremy now. Cohen? Yes, I do. He's so good at that. Yeah. He's so talented. Um, mm-hmm. for, for everybody who doesn't know who he mm-hmm. is or he does a lot of personal work. He lives in New York city as well. And a lot of it's very street photography esque, but at the same time, he does a lot of branded work. He's so talented. He's so good at making these like really purpose focused, um, uh, uh, pieces of content that can also advertise another company Yes. Or he'll do he does a lot of brand deals with and a lot of sponsorships around this and it'll he'll just incorporate a product in a way that's really snappy and interesting and so he has this interesting skill set for that and i like we were, we were hanging out with him and we had a product with us and he did an instagram story and he just took his phone out and like flew towards the box in my hand and then pulled one out and flew back and i was like it's a it's a piece of content for a company. This is great, but I would overthink that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's a good guy to pay attention to. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I I definitely I, I do know him and his work and how he does like the way he just captures things. It's like in itself, it's like meaning very very meaningful, and you could tell like when he's not doing brand work mm-hmm. and when he is doing. It's like sort it's almost the same thing. Like it's so like so much of his commercial brand work is so much of him in the, yeah. in yeah, it's, the work. It's, it has like, his it's personality, not, yeah. His personality is like all there and it so happens to be that he's shooting for a company or, or a brand, you know? Right. And it's so cool like how it's like blended in so well. Mm. But yeah, that's a struggle for people, for people like us where you, you just want to go out and take photos, right? And it's, the business side of things is a completely different direction. But what I've learned is mm-hmm. you can easily, you can easily spend, I won't say waste cause I don't think that's the right word. You can mm-hmm. easily spend all of your time focusing on the wrong thing. You can work really hard towards making your photos better, but that won't get you yeah, to I, interact with a brand in a way that will allow you to make money with that brand. It's just a completely different uh, direction. You have to make that shift in your head. Yeah. It's like it, it's sad but like the truth that it's less about the photography and it's more about the business and selling yourself and and putting yourself out there and making and like marketing yourself out to these brands and other companies and people who are at these positions to make things happen you know mm-hmm. yeah and yeah and they're after yeah. very specific things and you're right you have to market yourself to them, uh, you have to be intentional to market yourself to them, which is differently different than marketing yourself to people on Instagram that you want to follow you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that can be that can be tricky. I'm still learning that that um, art. Luckily, yeah. my wife has she's done a great job at building some connections and helping me make money. So thank uh-huh. you, wife. Um, what I did do though uh, early on was I just sent out emails like crazy. To companies and I think mm. that's always a good starting point but um, so, so that's something so you want to turn your passion project into also being something that makes you money yes I kind of I'm kind of getting interested in in uh, portrait photography ah okay yeah which is like something like I've in a studio to... or like in I the haven't world? Done, 
I haven't done studio yet, but if you like check my tagged photos, there there's portraits of other people okay. there, and I mean I don't have I'm not sharing them out like they're not publicly available, and I'm like as far as my end, mm-hmm. but like that's something I do want to get into, and right now I'm like in the process of like taking more of those photos, and maybe I'll like compile them and make a website and try to market that as a thing. Yeah. But I think it's just about like uh, hitting up a lot of people who want, just want their photo taken and Rad. building that building that uh that uh portfolio ish thing. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well. Or, 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 yeah. Um. So, I think it's a good place to wrap up. Um, I appreciate you giving me some of your time. It has been a lovely experience. I've enjoyed going down the journey of how you created these photos. I appreciate your insights. I feel like right at the end, we really got into some interesting stuff there. Um, you guys can find him on Instagram, Kidox, K-I-D-D-O-X. <laughs> did I spell it right? Yes. Now? Okay. Yes, you did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for your time, Michael. Um, is there anything else you want to say before we go? Well, I don't know. Hopefully you come by soon, you know? Again, yes. like, I, it sucks that we didn't cross paths, you know? Yeah, well, we were, we, yeah, we tried to, but you were exploring, where were you at? I, I forget. Was way upstate, like, way up New York, Vermont, New Hampshire. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I was, like, I think, in like, one day I was in those three states, <laughs> like. Yeah, and then you came back, and then we tried to squeeze uh, it in, but it didn't quite work yeah. out. No. Uh, Damn, but hope next time for sure. Like, I, I really want to meet up, make a make like a little thing, you know. That would be perfect. Yeah. That would be perfect. We'll probably be back that way uh, soon. Okay, awesome. Yeah, let's do it. Um, okay, very good. Thank you guys so much. Um, find him on Instagram. You can find I'm. I have no idea how I'm gonna edit this down for uh, my main channel because the whole conversation was so good. But you guys have a lovely day. Goodbye. <laughs>